Oh, Lord, these boys are handsome. This is the Dynasty Football Life Podcast. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this week's installment of the Dynasty Football Life Podcast program. I have absolutely lovely, <laughs> I have three absolutely lovely gentlemen here ready to share some amazing fantasy football insight. Their names are Tyler, Nick, and Jason. See, I went the other way this time. I usually yep. start with Jason, but I thought I'd mix it up this week. I got a little surprise for you guys this week. Guys oh, really? This week, yeah. So before we recorded, I went and touched all your microphones and cell phones, just like Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I actually disinfected everything before you guys got here. That's why you it's left totally early. Fun. So if you brought anything, I'll kill you. <laughs> um, so lately, we've uh, focused on a lot of 2020 rookie class. I think uh, we have done a lot just of a little that. little bit. Uh, so we're going to change things up. I believe this week we thought, or Tyler thought, and we fully supported it. <laughs> It'd be a good, uh, good idea to take a look at... Um, uh, not just a, a regular look, but a good look at the Dynasty Outlook of the 2019. <laughs> What's going on with your hand? <laughs> you're, like, you're like abusing the table. Someone get this guy a coffee mug or a pen. Yeah, that's it, not as bad. This area, I don't know. Yeah, give it's me like, a, give me a pen. I can click here. I'm having pen withdrawals apparently. <laughs> um, anyways, a lot of Dynasty owners want to know how the 2019 and 2020 draft class stack up, and if with all the rookie hype. Are we maybe seeing? Uh, are we maybe sleeping? Getting a little dozy on some of these uh, sophomores. Yep, and that ends our program, folks. That's it. Yeah. All right, thanks for tuning in. Nailed that intro. Though. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna start off probably at the, at the main position of quarterback. Um, I think we have about a handful of quarterbacks to talk about. I think a couple from the NFC. I think we have a pair from the AFC. But we're gonna start off with a man from the dry state area, and that would be a one Kyler Murray. I think we're all big fans of him and what he has to bring to the table. Yeah, no, I think I don't think there's a ton to say on him. He was a you know very high prospect for a overall pick, obviously. I think he's got legitimate top five or six QB potential next year, especially if Arizona does add a a Ceedee Lamb or someone like that in the draft, which is possible. Yeah, I think I think what they do in the draft definitely plays out into how much higher I put him. But as of right now, he's part of the next generation of elite running quarterbacks. Yeah, and I do think his uh, his rushing numbers were good last year, but I, d- I don't think he came anywhere near what he could potentially do as a runner. Especially if they address the O-line. Yeah. Either way, they're either taking an O-line, you know, player at the uh, offensive line, or a wide receiver in the first round. Either way, that helps out Kyler immensely. So, Which yeah. one do you think helps more? Is there, do you think, the, the O-line or I the receiver? I think O-line. I think, honestly, probably, O-line's unfortunately, the number one. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would agree yeah. with that. I think CD Land there would look nice, but I think O-line's actually yeah, he get their running bigger arts. need. I think that's where they go, yeah. So I'd, I'd be most excited with CD Lamb, just because it's CD Lamb. It's exciting, but I think Kyler Murray has tool. Has, they have, they have, there's still people there that have some talent, yeah. Yeah. and I think the O line this last year showed us that what he could potentially do with an elite O line. I mean, if I just looked up his uh, fantasy points, there he finished ninth uh, in our half PPR league, and that's with Christian Kirk, old man Larry Fitzgerald, and zero on the O line. So the upside is there. Is yeah. there? And you got some young wide receivers that are just kind of coming to their own too, right? Yeah, and like we'll see Danny Butler. Keen Butler, maybe there is some we'll play this year. Yeah. yeah, I think another our next quarterback. I think is sort of in the same situation as a, re- a lot of good rising wide receivers, and of course, you know, I'm talking about Daniel Jones. Yeah, I think Daniel Jones is actually a bit underrated, especially in superflex leagues. If you look at what he did last season, it was over three thousand passing yards, twenty four touchdowns, two hundred seventy nine rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns in just twelve starts. I think people are kind of sleeping on his ability as a rusher. I mean, obviously, he fumbled the ball way too much at 12 INTs and, what, 11 fumbles. That's kind of absurd. But 
if they actually you know help build that O line up, I think there's actually some good weapons there. No, for sure. And I, th- I think the, the the ints don't really worry me as much. It's the fumbles. The fumbles are because if you're gonna rush the ball, man, you got you got to have some security into that. Yeah, but they do have a pretty underrated actually uh, group of players there with Saquon, Golden Tate, Slayton. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. That's actually a pretty good core to pass to. How would you guys, let's not look at maybe this year's class for, for this instance, but how would you guys compare him to maybe Josh Allen? To Josh Allen or Daniel mm-hmm. Jones in a Superflex? Yeah. I'd, I'd rather own Josh Allen. I'm taking Josh Allen too. But what if, you're getting, what if you're getting Daniel Jones a couple rounds later? Then I'm taking Daniel Jones. I think that, I think, because yeah. I think you're going to. So I, I, I don't well, know. I'm going to keep an eye on that situation. Yeah. They, about they perce- remind me a lot of one another. If you're talking about perceived value, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think Josh Allen's going to go a little higher. Maybe a couple rounds. He's going to be really well. Oh, I think he goes higher for sure. Yeah. And I think Daniel Jones is definitely going to have a better year this year than he did last year. I think a lot of people have uh, Josh Allen as like a top six, seven quarterback in Dynasty, especially in super flex leagues who be drafted yeah. high. I don't think anyone has Daniel Jones. So if people are really sleeping on high, uh, yeah. Mr. DJ, uh, yeah. I think so. People yeah. slept on him before the draft, made fun of the Giants for drafting him, and they're probably going to sleep on him in this draft. Oh, they're yeah. almost in a coma. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of sleeping. Almost. Cool. What about, well, you say Murray against Vert Jones? Like just, uh, who, who, who do you like better? Kyler Murray. Definitely like Kyler Murray. Murray? Yeah. yeah. I kind of like Jones. But again, value though. Better. Yeah. Like Kyler Murray is the better quarterback, no doubt yeah. about it. But where's Kyler Murray going to go? Where's Daniel Jones going to go? Yeah, that's what I mean. That to difference. me, because I'm not, I'm more of a late round QB guy. Maybe if I do, here. I draft one elite quarterback and then a two or three, I draft quite a bit later in the round. I never draft in the first round for a quarterback, but if you're looking at a startup super flex, Daniel Jones is going to have a lot of value. Kyler Murray is going to. He's gonna. I think he's gonna pay off on his value, but you're gonna have to take him quite a bit earlier. Super flex startup. I could see uh, Kyler Murray going five, six. Yeah. You know, after that big four group, after yep. You know, guys like Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, obviously Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. He might be the next guy taken. He could. And that's you know, you get Daniel Jones probably a couple rounds later. So easily, I'm interested in that. For sure. He's a, he's a guy that I definitely have in my watch list for for any startups that I'm doing this year, or even potential trade targets. Absolutely. Our next guy on the old list of Roonies is Jay's boy, Mr. Gardner Minshew. Uh, I think he looked a little bit better than Nick Foles last season. And uh, now, as of now, seems like the Jaguars likely week one starter. He's a Jag and average yeah. and a Jaguar. I thought yeah. when you were going with the he looked better than Nick Foles, you were talking about like his pregame routine. I don't know if you've seen those. I was before. thinking of his mustache. Yep. <laughs> the mustache and running Fashion around sense. in the jock and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Well, you yeah. want the full package. Yoga. I just think it's funny. Both both QBs look like the guys from Napoleon Dynamite. One looks like Napoleon. Uncle Rico. <laughs> one looks like Napoleon Dynamite in real life. The other one, Uncle Rico. So <laughs> that makes me smile. If nothing else. I think I think Minshew's a guy that he's not ever going to be elite. He's he's not ever probably going to be in the top fifteen, and especially with I, I I don't want anybody in the Jaguars right now other than Leonard Fournette potentially. Yeah. I don't even really want him either. He's getting he's starting DJ to get that age where yeah. people. Oh, yeah, DJ, DJ Chark, Chark, I guess. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But I don't I don't know what, how, what's his fantasy upside going to be with his wide receiving core. I don't think his outlook's at that high, but he had some rushing ability, and this is a guy that you're probably taking late. Very I don't late. think you take him and think, oh, I got a five-year, six-year starter here. No. But you probably have a guy that's going to start for most of the next year, maybe two, before they really adjust the, agree adjust the position. I'm just concerned that that's maybe there's going to be a bit of a carousel as far as who's the, who's the quarterback. It probably Cause, will, Because yeah. they named him as the guy that's probably going to be the quarterback. But who knows what's going to happen week five. The issue with Jacksonville is that they're not a stable franchise right now, right? So they're kind Every, of all Everybody the wants out. Everyone yeah. wants out. Um, I mean, I still think there's a little bit of upside there. I mean, he was a rookie last year. He didn't play, get, didn't have every start, so I still think there's some growth there. Um, but he's better than Nick Foles, who I think is yeah. not good. If you can get him like below his ADP, yeah, then maybe maybe. I think if you're taking him as your, if you're again a, a super flex startup, if you're taking him as like your QB three, fine. QB yeah. f- late, you address the position well. The first two picks, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I think you need two guys like him though. 
Yeah. Like if you're gonna take a guy like him, you have to have two similar caliber players that could like one of them could be playing, the other one could have been replaced. I don't think he's that far off from uh we were just talking about Daniel Jones. I don't think he's that far off. I I think he's miles behind. I I think he's closer to Daniel Jones than Daniel Jones is to Kyler Murray. Oh um, I don't think so. I think I've been even Jones has a, kind of, yeah. Do you really? Yeah. yeah, see, I think Kyler Murray's much more I'd rather rather own him in fantasy than Daniel Jones. And then the entire Min Daniel another, Jones booster club though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like I like Daniel Jones too. I'm a, so, like Kyler but, Murray um, is like a five six QB in Dynasty. Daniel Jones for me is like an eight or nine though. I think he's in my top ten. Yeah, he's creeping. And Gar- Gardner Minshew's in my twenties. Yeah, Gardner Minshew for me, yeah. maybe like Teens, late teens, yeah. mid teens. So. I haven't, I haven't done still, those yeah. rankings in a while. I haven't so gone I'd that have, far yet. I'd have to go back, but uh, that's interesting. Moving on to our next fella, Mister Drew Locke. Any upside for that guy? He made what five starts last season? Yeah, look, he looked good and pretty good. Most of it looked pretty good in one or two games. Looked competent in four at a rough game against Kansas City. Who did? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's Kansas City. They went on to finish the year pretty well. They did okay. Yeah, they, they did ended right. well. I think with Drew Locke, I mean, thanks to Williams, but nobody knows. Second round pedigree, which doesn't guarantee anything, doesn't guarantee he's the long term starter. Looked pretty good in a couple of games, but look good with Sutton. Yeah, look good with Sutton. He's got a big arm. We'll see. They're probably addressing the yeah. wide receiver position again this year. Maybe adding a Henry Ruggs. That's not going to hurt him. I hated him coming out of the draft. I didn't like him at all. He wasn't a guy I had any interest in. Uh, he showed well. Uh, KC's not a great defense, though. So, like. Well, I'd rather have <laughs> that. That was more just a rookie quarterback making not mistakes. Not a great defense. It wasn't like he was playing New England in the first yeah. half of the season, right? Yeah. So I, I wouldn't hold that against him. He's a rookie. He was a rookie QB last year. I want to see more out of him before I invest any significant draft capital. I think he's going to get overdrafted this year. Well, I think I'd rather have him than uh, Jacob Eason. If we're if we're looking at second round, what are you paying for Eason though? You're probably paying a second round pick, like rookie, in a rookie pick, draft, rookie yeah. pick, right? Yeah. In a good draft, in a super flex, in, in our super, in the yeah. super flex, you're in probably a non, going in, in a second non, round. Non yeah, super I, flex, you're probably looking. I'll take, like I'll take Drew Locke over Easton. I would yeah. do it. I would agree. Eason, I think Easton's a bigger lottery ticket, but Drew Locke is more likely to be. Well, Drew Locke's already starting on a team with an offense that right. could be rising. I'm fine. I'm fine with Drew Locke. I'm also the wrong guy to ask that question too, because I always prefer second, third year players over rookies. I'm never a big rookie guy. Well, because there's that production you can already see. You exactly. already have the NFL tape. You already have uh, like the numbers. You can evaluate the player a little bit better, right? You're talking rookies or more. I always find it kind of funny sometimes where the where the pick is actually worth more than the player that's taken with the pick, regardless of who's going to be taken there. It does yeah. happen, and I've been guilty of it, and I yeah. will I will be guilty of it again <laughs> in the future. <laughs> I know that it's going to happen. It's the the, the, rook, the allure of the rookie pick sometimes. It is yeah. absolutely. There's a lure. Uh, moving on to the old halfback position. You don't hear that much anymore. Halfback, halfback, fullback. Anyways, I uh, prefer a nickelback. Nickelback. <laughs> I like a scatback. <laughs> oh, no one wants well, nickelback. Oh, not the band. The position. <laughs> I'm talking in my old timey voice. Uh, there's some I'm who. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're proud of that one as Canadians. Uh, that group. No, we're not. Uh, no, we're not. We're uh, not or embarrassed. Not. As Canadians. <laughs> America, do you want them? Uh, some who run freely amongst the field. These are running backs. Others would be considered handcuffs. Either waiting for the starter to get injured or getting handcuffed themselves for a crime they possibly didn't I'm gonna commit. I'm going to get you some handcuffs. You stop slapping the table with your fucking hands. <laughs> but there's no justice unless we're talking about fifth string running back for the Ravens. I'll fucking kill you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> justice Hill's not the fifth string running back. Are, are you talking the silver ones or the pink fizz, fuzzy ones there, Jay? Oh, for the handcuffs. handcuffs. Well, Dave's already got the pink fuzzy one. <laughs> okay, all right. He lost the key. Absolutely. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. Yeah, Jay told you to stay out of his bedroom while we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's commence before I start slapping my hand here again. So uh, safe to say tier one of the sophomore running backs is definitely uh, Sanders and Jacobs alone. Just those two fellas up there. 
Um, who do you prefer of the two? Let's go around here. Jay, let's start with you, my man. Uh, Josh Jacobs. I knew you'd say that. No, I didn't know. But I like Miles Sanders' value more. I yeah. liked him better coming out of the draft where he was being picked. But Josh Jacobs, I think, is, I don't know. I think Sanders might actually have better potential. But Josh Jacobs is a safer pick for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Miles Sanders, I was pretty high on him coming into the draft. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get any uh, shares in him. But uh, I'll go with Jacobs. I was reading uh, something this week that Gruden was saying he wants to get Jacobs more involved in the passing game because he wasn't used very much. I think they had DeAndre Washington and Richard Jill, Jill Richard. Richard. And now they have Jalen Richard doing Jalen Richard, Richard yeah, and stuff right, like that. Yeah. So Jacobs is going to be more involved in the passing game. That's more fantasy points. That's news to my ears. If he's not lying. If well, he's yeah. not lying. Yeah. Yeah. Coaches never do that in the offseason. <laughs> never. never. I, I'd I'll, also I'll, prefer anyone in a Doug Peterson offense versus someone in a... John Gruden? Yep. But you just picked the guy. I almost said Jay Gruden. You just, uh, no, I'm saying that's part of me reason why I'm looking at Miles Sanders okay. as a higher potential. I like that offense more for what he can do yeah. with the ball. I like how they played Jacobs, honestly. I like the how, like not yeah. from a fantasy perspective, but how they play Washington and uh, Rashard. I think that was a smart move to keep Jacob fresh. I will we'll uh, see what happens. Yeah, sorry. I will jump in here and say Miles Sanders for me it is over Josh Jacobs. Like, I, I don't want either of them personally. Like, I mean, I know really? they I know they talk about Josh Jacobs as a potential pass catcher, a bigger role, but they just signed Jalen Richard to a two year extension yep. worth that's what up I mean, to eight yeah. million bucks, four point eight million guaranteed. I don't trust Richard it. Richard had forty three targets last season. Jacobs had twenty seven. Jacobs does profile as a guy that can catch the ball, but what are they signing Jalen Richard for? Yeah, and I think Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. He was what seventh among running backs and receiving yards last year with 509 63 targets 50 receptions he yeah. looked great as a pass catching back yeah, he's great and yep. that's a big plus in that's what i liked and that's why i was saying like a lottery ticket i think miles sanders is a bigger lottery ticket josh jacobs is the true running back i'm not sure i'd want to pay for miles sanders at this point i wouldn't think so no. so jay you but said you don't I have really, jacobs so i'm gonna stick with you don't him. really want either is i don't that, really want either no is that just because of the like did, if you're in a i didn't like startup? this running back class at all and i still don't really like this running back class at all so, Okay, so I just just so I'm clear, you don't like the perceived value that it's going to take to get him. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah I'd rather take that pick and pick a guy a little older, or take that pick and put it into a rookie pick. Okay. All right. Yeah. I just yeah. I feel yeah, like I, I feel like that. Miles Sanders is a guy that I would be more interested in taking. Josh Jacobs is definitely the safer pick because he's a little yeah. more entrenched as just the running back. Last year, uh, Philadelphia had some interesting uh, player substitutions and whatnot, yeah. but uh, Miles Sanders would intrigue me. I'd be more likely to take him because I think I'm getting him a little lower than Jacobs. Where's Jay 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 back in Jay Stealing some time. No, I think uh, he, he tried so out for a few teams last year. Yeah. I don't think he's come back. No, no, right. I don't think he's even in the XFL. Is he? Nope, no, he's not. No, no I think a lot depends too on what the uh, what the Eagles do at the running back position. I don't think they go big in the draft at no. position, and if they don't, any corners. You got Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. That's no longer a committee to me. That's Miles Sanders with a chance to break out and become a top five dynasty yeah. running back. Because Boston Scott's not doing anything better than Miles Sanders can do. No. Whereas Jalen Richard is a better receiver than Josh Jacobs. Yeah, but Josh Jacobs is probably going to have more volume, I think, than Miles Sanders from a running back. Like from yeah, the probably. affirmation and whatnot. Again, we'll see what they do uh, at the position. Okay, but well, this is... Uh, both are good. Both I think both are good dynasty guys. They're fine. already own them in a... You know, like Jay was saying, if you're doing like a you know, startup draft, they might be priced outside of your range, but... Hey, I was just never too excited about this running back class. No, it's not a great one. No, no, the wide sad. receever class is fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, um, and we'll certainly get to that. But what I want to do is I want to get the blender out. And I want to kind of put these. I want you guys to rank these guys. Guys. guys uh, Miles Sanders. Josh Jacobs. Jonathan Taylor. DeAndre Swift. J.K. Dobbins. There's so many names there. I'm starting to forget who you said. <laughs> Cam Akers. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Okay. So who wants to start? 
So it's basically Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, and then the top uh, exactly top four so running backs together. The top guys from the like where basically easy. where would you put Miles Sanders? No and landing Josh spots Jacobs like, into the rookie. Yeah. Into yeah. The so rookie Ty, group. go ahead and you go first since you were the first person to pick up on the fuck Dave was talking about. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> I'm with it here. So for me, it's uh, my number one rookie, Jonathan Taylor. I'll take Swift, Dobbins, and then I will take Miles Sanders, Cam Akers, Josh, Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. That's mine. Okay, that was a good blend. I like that blend. Yeah, a little bit of fruit. I'm little feeling a little bit hesitant, to, but is yeah. this, is this, my is head, this that's written anywhere where I could reference the names again? No. Yeah, it's written there. What do you think I'm reading? I just read scripts, Jay. So, <laughs> so if I'm if I'm basing this off just purely off college tape, my list is almost identical to Ty. I think I have Jacobs one more spot up, but um, okay. The thing we need to take into consideration here is we already know where Jacobs is. He's in True. Vegas. We already know how Miles Sanders is. So you might be say, okay, I'll give you Miles Sanders straight up for J.K. Dobbins right now. Done. We already know where Miles Sanders is. We already know how he's producing. He's yeah. going to be a top 10 dynasty guy. So you're now trading a top 10 dynasty running back and then hoping that the next guy, even though I Doesn't love, land in Miami. I, I love <laughs> Dobbins, I love him. Now you're now hoping that Dobbins can now outproduce Sanders. I mean, there's some risk there. That's, that's, a, that's a good point. Absolutely, right? for so sure. You already know the production with Sanders and how well he's done. So yeah. um, would I say that Dobbins and Swift and Taylor have more upside? I would agree with that. But there's some more risk involved because you don't know where that rookie's landing right of, now. It's a game of risk. Sure. Depends <laughs> on what you want to do, though. Depends played, if you're a risk taker. I played risk forever. I, like I, never won that game. I love that game. I, I, it's, it's great. great. Game. The I, last I, time we played risk, it. it did not end well. No. There was a fight. Oh, wow. Boards got thrown. Oh, yeah. Jeez, I was there for that. that we tied Tan Bruce. I wasn't fighting anybody. I didn't give a fuck. Pischler. You know what it was? It was Pischler. Pischler decided instead of trying to win the game, he was just going to annoy me the whole game and kept setting up close to me just to piss me off and waste my resources. So after a while, I was like, fuck it. I'm out. I think I flipped the board. <laughs> I think the board was flipped. Yeah, I think I flipped Ooh. the table that had the board on it. Actually, yeah. it was it was pretty bad. Yeah. That's but, an intense game. Um, I disagree with everything you guys said. You guys were all wrong. Okay, yeah, the. Uh, I'm just kidding. List? It took me like five <laughs> minutes to find the list. Yeah, okay, okay. So here's mine. Okay, so I'm gonna go Jonathan Taylor. I'm gonna and I just redid my running back rankings. So I'm gonna go Jonathan Taylor. I'm gonna go Cam Akers. Woo! Yep. You're really he's really going up. I like uh, it. Ranks, I'm going Cam hey? Akers. I'm going DeAndre Swift. Then I'm going J.K. Dobbins. Then, or no, sorry, Dobbins, then Swift, sorry. Then I would have to go Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Clyde, uh, Miles Sanders, Clyde Edwards, Clyde. Wow. Okay, so Clyde's but Acres has, has climbed a lot for me. He's that, climbed yeah. a lot for me, too. Yeah, yeah, he's my two running back now. Well, last week we talked about item number four. I, and I don't really like Swift or Dobbins that. that much anymore. Really? Like, I like them. They're still great players, but I'm not as high on those guys. Those guys, like, Acres has climbed. Taylor's climbed a tiny bit. Like, I always liked Taylor, but I think Dobbins and Swift are the two guys that I've least impressed with. Okay. And rightfully so. It's hard okay. to judge these guys now, too, because, again, we don't know where they land. We don't know the oh, landing absolutely. spots. Landing right? spot for running back landing is, spot is, is pretty yeah. important. I still think no matter what happens, I think Taylor's still my one. If we have this conversation in a month, if the draft takes place, or three months, whatever it's going to be, I think it'd be an easier... Or if uh, it's just a teledraft? Yeah. Teledraft, phone draft. <laughs> it might be a teledraft. <laughs> then it can't even get a camera crew in there. Everything's going to be on AOL. Damn you, coronavirus. <laughs> Make sure you order your AOL CD Wait, so you can get online Why does soon? Nick think the coronavirus put us back 20 years? I know, people still use AOL? <laughs> coronavirus listen, is actually a virus mixed with Y2K. Listen, you guys, joke about, you guys joke about the coronavirus, but listen, I'm not scared of the coronavirus. You know what I'm scared of? I'm at home with two kids for the next three weeks because school is canceled. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're I'm fucked, gonna, I am going to lose my mind. And yeah. it, it, the worst case scenario, I mean, like we're all younger, healthier people. We all know older people. So, yeah, it's always kind of scary because you don't want to end up killing a grandparent or a parent Absolutely. just by get, visiting them. But 
If I get stuck at home, I get stuck at home by myself with video games and all the food I'm I okay bought. Okay with this? Nothing yeah. changes for me. No, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't you, have to you know work. And I get paid, and there's also no pressure to go out and do things. Like, hey, yeah. did you want to go out to this thing? Like, oh, oh, right. wine gala tonight. I'm like, no, 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 no I can't. Yeah. I've been using <laughs> isolated for years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's guilt free. Uh, Two kids, no sport, time. no sports on TVs. Yeah. Yeah, no sports on TVs. Luckily, we are a gamer, so we're going to be... We got some, I'm in uh, trouble. Call of Duty, buddy. Let's play I Call know. of Duty. I know. It, it's going to take me two months to probably win a match in that game, so uh, I'm going to bring you down. If if <laughs> if it does. Yeah. Um, um, what the fuck happened there? <laughs> okay, so I think we've all named our guys. Yeah. Except for Dave. Uh, oh, okay. Did, did, you have a, did you have a preference do, do on these I have guys? A, do I have a, uh, a thought? Yeah. yeah. What's your list there? That's Dave? up to you, Dave. <laughs> You're more than just a pretty Why are you asking buddy? yourself that question? <laughs> uh, Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Ooh. DeAndre Swift, Ooh. K Makers, yeah. Yeah. Miles Sanders, yeah. J.K. Dobbins, mm-hmm. and last for everybody was Clyde Edwards. Nothing against Clyde Edwards, hilarious. He's, yeah, he's the bottom of the right question now. marks there. So yeah, that's yeah. that's my list. So everyone's a little bit different. Some things are are the same. I did. I, I, I may have like a bit of rookie bias. Yeah, that's okay. They're always a rookie bias. Yep. We just talked about this a few minutes ago. Yep. Um, we're back to it. In the next tier of guys, is it just? Singletary again. We're talking about sophomore guys here. Uh, Singletary and Montgomery. That's, I wouldn't. That's even put, I wouldn't put them in the same tier anymore. Really? No. You have Singletary ahead of Montgomery you now. Do, I definitely. Mm. I think that's. I think, that's, I think I maybe this season, that, if Montgomery yeah. still gets the lion's share of the work in Chicago, or actually finally gets the lion's share of the work in Chicago, and Singletary, if Buffalo drafts on that running back, that might change for me. But yeah. I was higher on <laughs> Montgomery. I didn't like Montgomery coming out of college. I like where he landed. I thought it was going to be a good a good position for him. I saw what Jordan Howard did there at one point and all that stuff. But Singletary was great. Like he he played like I don't really like Singletary. I didn't like his combine. I didn't really like his college tape. But he did things with things last year. Like it's not like he just like materialized out of nowhere and just magically got these great blocks. Like he actually worked for what he got last year. And Montgomery did nothing but did other than the first game. I was not impressed in the entire like, season. Like if you were building your a, a running back coming out of college to play for your team, Singletary is not the guy you're building. No, no, no. small, poor numbers, bit, bit slow on open, unless he gets an open field. Yeah, but the guy just produced. He did well with all of his touch. He did with all of his touches <laughs> that he had last year. Wasn't me. Um, I, I've <laughs> kinda, I was the cat. No, Dave. I was the cat. <laughs> I've kind of gone on record saying I'm pretty sure that the Bills are going to be adding someone, whether it be through free agency or through the draft. I don't think Singletary is going to be the guy to carry the load. We'll see what happens. Uh, even in a split backfield there, I mean, Josh Allen does run a lot, so that takes away a lot of the opportunities for the running backs. But yeah. I don't know. Singletary is a guy that I don't necessarily want him as a RB2, that's for sure. Oh, RB3, but I don't mind RB4 even on my team. Yeah. Like yeah. A guy that sits yeah. on my bench and every now and then pops in, I'd be yeah. more than happy with that. Get a good matchup. With David yeah. Montgomery, I've never seen an opportunity where I went, oh, I should probably start David Montgomery. I started well, him that that week, one week. Week one, that was it last year. Week, I think that's for anyone. Week who one, and him. then I tweeted at Adam Gase. Yeah, yeah. This is my <laughs> most like Montgomery tweet ever. the ball, Adam. Yeah. I like I like Montgomery. I I have him in the league. Na- I'm, I'm sticking with him. I think. Did you say yeah. Gase or Nagy? Oh, Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. Oh, yeah. they're the same fucking thing. We also tweeted at Adam. Yeah, Gase. they're they're both not good. And then you have Trubisky as well, right? I mean, that Bears offense is just bad. So that's why I don't want to invest it, in it. Alan Robinson. He's the only one in there. Yeah, like Robinson. That's about the only guy. We'll see if they address the O line a bit and kind of get a little more creative offensively. Get a quarterback. Yeah, we'll see what happens. They need a quarterback too. That's for <laughs> sure. Uh, what I did like about Singletary didn't he have a pretty good yards per carry. Yeah, like, he used a pretty high number. There. He's yeah, well over the Nelson yeah. line, like well over something like six point seven or I don't know. Six point seven was yards per reception. Mm. Okay, yeah. six point seven yards per carry. We'd be talking about this guy's our number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. He, he did only have two rushing touchdowns, but I think I think again that's the Allen effect. 
Yeah, like when for it gets sure. close to the line, and, and what I when I, if I see Buffalo adding a, re, a running back, I don't see them adding a, like a quick scat back. I see them adding more of a banger. I see them doing it through free agency myself. Yeah, I, I think Jordan Howard, Jordan Howard, a guy I can see there, yep. taking away a little bit of some, you know, some of the touches. But yeah, I still like Singletary. I liked him a lot more at the value you could have gotten him for. You know, halfway through last season yeah. and right now, maybe. But yeah. it's just weird how I look at Singletary. He's not like a, a speed guy. He's not a banger. He's not a goal line back, uh, but he kind of just produces. So I don't even know which way Buffalo is going to go. Are they going to yeah. add like a, a big guy to, you know, plow through the line? Or are they going to add like a straight line speed guy? I, I don't know. Yeah. If his role expands, I think, as a goal line guy, then they can. But we don't That'd know. Be huge, yeah. 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 It could be something. We'll see. I mean, could be something special. Frank Gordon not coming back. That's for sure. Is he not? I heard he wants oh, to play two not. more years <laughs> yeah. until his until his son is in the NFL. I, that's what I heard. Handing <laughs> off the torch. Handing <laughs> the torch. <laughs> Here you go. I'm just you're you're in. I'm out. That'd be interesting. That'd be really cool. At this point, if he's the Olympian, the torch would blow out before he got to the fucking place to light it. <laughs> uh, all right. This you guys want to move on some to some hand the handcuffed here? Yeah, we can go. Uh, they're guys. fun. I like the handcuffs. You, you just want to shit on Montgomery a little more. No, because I like Montgomery, so I kind of, <laughs> kind of kept scrolling down. No, I can't say is you know some good things about Montgomery. I mean, like the O line kind of killed him. He only had about two yards uh, on average before the blocking yeah. broke down, which was it's not, it's in not the lower third in the NFL. So if he actually gets some blocking, he might do something. He did break twenty eight tackles on his two hundred forty two rushes, which is a broken tackle every eight point six attempts. Only five starting running backs did this at a better pace in the NFL. So he did kind of live up to his... his that was his college tape. His college tape was a guy that's not, not that a quick fast, guy, could break tackles. Can break tackles. So if they actually get him some blocking, they actually open some lanes, he's a guy that could still end up being a good a, a good fantasy running back. But we'll see if you know they actually do He's, a, he's a hold for me because I don't think I'm going to get a, a hold definite hold. I wouldn't sell oh, him. He's 100% yeah. a hold. So, yeah. Because well, so, yeah, you're getting really nothing hope. for him it, right it, now. It, yeah. If you can buy him for nothing... He's, he's a hold. He's worth, yeah. a, he's yeah. worth a shot. As Jay said, he's a hold or he's clo- he's a more of a buy low than a sell by yeah. far. Yeah, I would. I, I don't sell the guys like this. No. There's no point. Crazy. Like, do I want a fifth round rookie pick? No. No. Okay. Damn it. All right. Do you want this guy, Alexander Madison? Not really. No. I say he's one of the probably most valuable handcuffs. When you say, I think so. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Run first offense. Right. He's one injury away from being probably the guy. The guy. Yeah. yeah. He had the misfortune yeah. of getting injured at the same time as Dalvin Cook. Yep. And Mike Boone came in. Mike Boone had a good week. Or did he on here too? Didn't Boone only have like one, the one good week, week with yeah. four touchdowns? Then everyone yeah. started him in the fantasy playoffs yep, and got screwed. Yeah. Yeah. For those that had to Boom. use him, I don't. Th- I don't think Madison's that special yeah. though. I think he's a good running back, but at, I, unless Cook gets injured, he is a true handcuff. Like I don't, I don't see him. Like I, if I want a handcuff, I own Madison, so I shouldn't be saying if I want a handcuff. I have him as a fucking handcuff. But when I'm looking at a handcuff, I'm, not, I'm looking at a guy that might challenge for the position outside of just injury. Yeah, absolutely. I would prefer that. Whereas I don't think he's challenging for the position. Especially I don't if you have the other guys. guys I don't think there's a ton of guys like that, though. Well, there's a few, a few here like and here. We're talking handcuffs. They're like, you're just hoping for an injury. And Dalvin Cook's a good guy to bet on for an injury. But you have the other guy as well, and he's pushing him. You're going to get more points out of your starting guy if you have both. The only downside is if you have a, if you have a handcuff pushing the starter, what you have is all of a sudden you have a super committee where they become useless for fantasy. Yeah, it's kind of if he's going to push him, you want him to take the job or you want the starter to go down. So your handcuff is the starting running back there. Yeah, Uh, this guy like I'm I'm interested in. This is a little bit different situation, I would say. Um, Daryl Henderson in the Rams land. Obviously, there's some question marks with Mr. Todd Gurley, health production. Never heard anything, etc. Rumors of Gurley being possibly cut or traded. Yeah, I don't see that happening. That's but a big. That's they're some, they're some out money. there. Yeah, 
30 million, oh, 25, 25, 25. in dead money. Yeah, I don't see that happen. So a trade would be very difficult, not impossible, but certainly uh, not the easiest thing to pull off. But is, is Henderson a good stash? What do you guys think? I thought he was last year. Stashed him, didn't do anything. Yeah, no, I think he's yeah. a better stash this year than he was last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think people overdrafted him last did, year. Yes, that's yeah. something like the sixth and seventh you, round of some. You mean, uh, you mean taking him like in the first top five of rookie drafts was a big mistake by people last oh, year? Oh yeah, that, that was yeah. weird. I mean, you could have easily seen that from a mile away. That was a mistake. Doing I like may have done that actually. I liked Henderson <laughs> a lot going into last year. I liked him definitely more than Malcolm Brown. I still think he's better than Malcolm Brown. Oh, he is, yeah. So if you're going to yeah. have a handcuff there, you're going to have Henderson. Definitely. And you want a handcuff there because Todd Gurley still has a ton of question marks. Mm-hmm. It's a good hand. And the Rams, the Rams running back, they're going to produce. Yeah, especially, Gurley. especially the goal line. The Gurley had 12 rushing touchdowns last year in 15 games. 32% of his fantasy points came from t- touchdowns. Yeah. Again, another Most team all that running can, backs. Uh, address a few things that can make, yeah. make the running game even, even better. And so. they have to address the offensive line this year. It is, it is strongly recommended. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Very much encouraged. Nine out of ten recommend they do that. Yeah, and they're without a first and a fifth uh, for uh, for draft picks. So we'll see how well they can actually even do that. But See what they can scrounge up. Yeah, it has to get a little bit better, I think. So. Um, yeah, I think he's a good he's a good, he's a good hold. He's a good, he's a good pickup for cheap. Yeah, because I don't think they're going to move Gurley, but again, with the situation, I think he is definitely like, keeps him in a good handcuff situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe maybe you can get him from the guy that spent a first round rookie pick on him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Probably should. You probably get That's why you do your rookie drafts early, folks. I'll get him for a fourth round rookie yeah. pick now. Before so. the hype nice. builds. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be careful. It can work for get you. Get your can rookie draft done you. not too long after the NFL draft, and you won't be stuck with players like that. Yep. Here's a guy I probably wouldn't mind being stuck with, especially if I have his better half, is Tony Apollard of of of, of, of course the um Dallas Cowboys. I'd say he's probably one of the best. Let's say, are you, are you still think Madison's a better handcuff? I, well, I think Ma- Madison's a more obvious handcuff. Yeah. Because Dalvin Cook's injury history, Zeke has okay, never yeah, really been injured. Perspective. Good point. And yeah, he yeah. seems to have calmed down, so I don't see him getting suspended anytime soon. But I don't know. Tony Pollard is. is I think he's the better talent. I don't know if he is. Two. I think they're pretty. I think they're pretty comparable, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think the problem with Tony Pollard is that he's not usable unless Zeke's gone. You can't predict when he's going to be. Useful. He's not going to push him out of Sometimes his job. Sometimes, if they're if they're way up, like the Cowboys, this their offense this year was so unpredictable. If the Cowboys were up, then you might see some Pollard action. But when the Cowboys were down, which is most of the season, especially the latter half of the season, the Tony Pollard was kind of right on the bench. So he's a pure handcuff for me. I think he's going to get more opportunities this year because I think Dallas is going to go to a run heavy offense. And maybe he'd be ahead or maybe they'll games. have more than twelve plays because Jason Garrett has nothing to do with the offense. Right, yeah. that's what I'm exactly what I'm referring to. Right, because Garrett was throwing it almost every play for whatever reason. Because he's, he's a quarterback, he's a quarterback. So I think they're going to go to a more <laughs> run first offense. So I think there's going to be a couple more opportunities for Pollard. I don't think he's going to be a guy you're going to be go. Yeah, I'm starting Pollard this week, but uh, he's a little more interesting to me in terms of backup yeah. handcuff uh, guys. Yeah, they can be start maybe get winning some games and maybe getting in that fourth quarter with a with a 15, 20 point lead. Exactly. Which is possible. Who knows? He kind of reminds me a bit of Tevin Coleman. Okay. In the sense where, like, he's got, there's there's some buzz behind him. He may end up as a starter somewhere someday, but I don't think he's really suited to be a full-time starter in the NFL. No, I can see it. Agreed. Yeah. Next, uh, here's the next guy who should... Uh, oh, this guy should be starting. Uh, <laughs> should be starting. It's Justice Is what Hill. Ty would say if he was talking <laughs> about him. But I'm going to talk about Justice Hill instead of Ty. Sure. Ty's not allowed to say anything about Justice Hill. That's right. I'm just kidding. I'm Ty, Tygor. go ahead and talk yeah, about I'm Justice Hill. I'm having to hold Ty down right now. He's just ready to jump out of his chair <laughs> just to talk about him. I've never talked about Justice Hill on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is rude, but... <laughs> but hey, Ty, the stage is yours, buddy. Talk about your boy. Oh, I wasn't prepared for that at all. <laughs> I just got <laughs> slapped. <laughs> No, Mark Ingram, he's 30 years old. Justice Hill, 22. I think he's a potential heir apparent there. 
Obviously, Gus Edwards and just if even if Mark Ingram gets injured this year, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill were, are going to split carries. But of the two, I think Justice Hill, he's the guy that has the potential to hit those home runs to become a guy. Wrong sport there, Ty. See, oh, that's yeah. a problem right there. <laughs> Wait, yeah, this is David Justice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no wonder I was so far off on him. But uh, yeah, just he, just not much use as a rookie, but he's explosive, explosive back four four time in the forty in his combine. I think this is a guy. You could hit a home run on. You're getting for nothing. I got him for it was I think it was a mid third, yeah, in the rookie draft last yep. year, and you're getting him even cheaper now. This is a guy that I think everybody should have on their dynasty bench. How do you like him versus this year's class? Like, who do you have him above? Above in this year's class? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, do you have him around CH? Above CH? Below CH? Uh, below CH. Yeah. yeah. So, so he's still. Yeah. No, I'd have would him you, below. You, so, if he was a second or third round pick last year's draft, where would he be in this year's draft for you in a super flex? Be honest. Um, be honest. Probably the back of the third. I think he's he's somewhere around that Anthony McFarland range. It's a guy yeah. that you don't expect. Like I, I was, I talked up Justice a lot. I never said this is going to be your dynasty oh, number no, one. No, no. So this is a guy with some upside that you want to have on your bench, and I think that's kind of still the case. I think it's a good name, McFarland. I think it's a good spot. Yeah, I think a lot of these guys are kind of what wins your league, though, is when you when you hit on one of these guys. Because yeah, sometimes on. you hit on the guy like Alvin Kamara, where no one was ta- thinking he was a, like the top talent in that draft, and then he won you a year. You know, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. He was drafted in the first three or four picks. But if you were one of those people that kind of were higher on him, there was people that were higher on him than Fournette. And if you were, you hit. Paid off big time. I was not. I I did not hit. I just got lucky because I couldn't pick Fournette because I I finished slightly below that. It's your own fault. I know. Being too good. Damn me for (laughs) fucking, for being second worst. Being slightly slightly better than the other team. I don't have that problem. One guy I definitely want to talk about. Sorry, anything else with Justice? I, I like him. Like I, honestly, I asked Ty because I was kind of I was kind of interested because I, I I didn't wasn't super high in Justice Hill coming into the draft. Like I, I wasn't like anywhere near Ty was. I tried to get some shares, but every time I try to get a share, Ty always took him. That's fair. Yeah, um, I can see that. But I, I I can see I see a world. Like, I'm I'm not a Gus Edwards fan at all. I do not care for Gus Edwards. Mark I was Ingram, for a moment. I love Mark Ingram, but thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's the that's the big point well, where the he one can thing just slip about right in there. The one thing about if I were to invest in Justice Hill is. I could see the Ravens. I will hit you. I will hit you. I think the Ravens are going to draft someone. I think they could draft Jonathan Taylor or one of those guys high. That would yeah. definitely. They're, they're a team that really goes. I don't think they're getting Jonathan Taylor. I really haven't considered they, them there. They yeah, go by whoever the best player on their draft board is. They've always stuck to that year in, year out. They might take one of these top running backs high. I'd be, I would love to see it. If, if they don't, I love any running back under Greg Roman's system, though. Of course, because he he has a great offensive uh, run run heavy scheme. Mm-hmm. And if they do, I will be fucking devastated. Because <laughs> Justice Hill will never happen. No, they're not. I, I don't back. see them spending a first round pick at a running back. And Jonathan Taylor is a day yeah. one pick. I could see them spending a second or a third round pick at a running back, but they're not going to spend a first. They they have too many holes. Yeah, like, and I, they, I like they need, how they, they need they need more wide receiver depth for starters. Yeah. But yeah, I like how they can support. I would, I would yeah. spend that first round pick on a wide receiver way before I'd spend on a running back. Yeah. Well, that offense has uh, Lamar Jackson running the ball a lot, but they can still support easily another running back, which is fantastic. Oh, the running backs offense. last year were all super efficient because yeah. of the Lamar yeah. Jackson threat, too. And it looked, too, like it's when you look at the playoffs, it did look like teams were starting to figure them out a bit, right? Yeah. So how do you remedy that? Justice, Justice Hill. Hill no, no, <laughs> you got a fucking <laughs> wide receiver. <laughs> Dave. You got another wide receiver. You expand your passing game, oh, yeah, so they don't right. know if you're going to run or pass the ball. I mean, that's no. a good point, Jay. Wide receiver is a good point. Yeah. You, you could theorize as well, like coming into the draft, Lamar Jackson wasn't known as like a great passer. They always teams wanted to try out as a tight end, right? So there's possible that there's still more growth for him in the pass game. So I that, think there is. 
So absolutely, Definitely. he was a better a passer point. last year than I thought he had ever would be. You yeah. have to. So grow. he's already he's already eclipsed what I thought he could be. I think he can grow as a passer, not yeah. as a nine point two uh, touchdown percentage. Oh God, no! Ridiculous no, no, no. little drop there, but as a p- actual passer, sure, yeah, absolutely. Especially, and I think if you get a better wide receiving core, like you get add to that wide receiving core, you get somebody like like a, a you know like I would love to see like a T Higgins there too. I think T Higgins would look fantastic. I, like, uh, there. I think Miles Booking can grow there too. And Miles, yeah, there's yeah. what they could use another. Yeah, obviously they got a yeah a couple of good. Um, Tight ends there as well. And I don't think, well, I, I mean, I think they have a couple home runs in the wide receiver front, but I don't think they have nothing really other than Miles Boykin that's kind of a, a, a real. I think Marquise Brown's sponge. a good. We're going to talk about Brown's him later fine. Anyway. Yeah, but he's, he's a good, like, real life player. I didn't want to get into it. We'll get into him. We'll get I didn't want to get into it too much because we're going to hit wide too, receivers yeah. pretty soon. And just remember, muscles must grow or die. Yes. Remember that. <laughs> All right, moving on to this guy. True um, words have never been spoken. <laughs> let's talk about the one and only Darwin Thompson. Boo. Boo. <laughs> I had a bit of a disappointing uh, rookie season, I guess you could say. Uh, was a six-round pick? Um, was he? Yeah, six-round pick, but he had so much hype. I know. I uh, Nick kept trying to get him off me. And yeah. I was like, no, I'm not trading Darwin Thompson. I think I gave him a player probably t- 10 times better instead. Yeah. Uh, I, think I only, bought the hype. The only thing we'd say on Darwin Thompson is if they don't add anybody, nobody's confident in Damian Williams as a full-time starter for the entire year. So Darwin Thompson has a bit of, bit of you know, back... Back of the bench. That's a big question mark, though, if they don't add. But I think they add somebody. They have to. I don't think it matters at the end. No. But he was buried a little bit, too, right? Sammy Watkins, is he going to be back? Who knows? No, Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, Who's that other guy that filled in at wide receiver? Hardman. No. And the other guy. um, Oh, there's another wide receiver. Robinson? Was yeah, it Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Demarcus, Ro- Demarcus Marcus Robinson. Yeah. yeah, that was it. He filled in when Tyreek was gone yeah. and Sammy was gone for periods of time. So I don't think either of those guys could be back. So there's potential for Darwin to get more snaps, but you obviously want to invest in the Mahomes offense because that always gives you fantasy points. But yeah. there's a question, right? Is he going to get on the field? I don't know. I think they draft a running back. If yes. they don't, yeah. then maybe I'm. They don't, don't have many I'm, holes to fill, and that I think that's one of them. And that we just there's wow. a reason why he was a six round pick. Yeah. But there's a reason why everyone was excited about him, too, is because the path to, to playtime was supposed to be pretty minimal. Damian Williams was better this year than I think anybody anticipated other than Dave. Yeah. Yep. And, well, his, and his, <laughs> I think he's better in three games. I really <laughs> I mean, he was great in the in the in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. He should have been I think he really MVP. showed. Uh, what he, what I, I think. Yeah, I think it's the, I think co-MVP him and Pat Mahomes should have got it because I don't think that offense works without either of those guys. in that yeah. game. Uh, yeah, I'll agree. So, yeah, I, I, I'm going with Ty. I think I really think they're going to draft a, a running back. There, I think so that's, too. A, that's a whole, I want yeah, a few, yeah. a few and holes. I, and I want, if they fill. spend up to round three capital on a running back, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. all over that guy. Yeah, all over him. Like I don't think they need to spend round one capital. I don't think that that offense needs a fucking no, top they can go, running they, back. They can go. They can go take yeah. one of these guys. The you know like a fifteen or t- a top ten ranked running back and still they draft Eno Benjamin. All of a sudden, got, I've got <laughs> oh, him man. just outside tier one. Like yeah. Shut up, he'll, he'll be this money. year's uh, Daryl Henderson, right? Going first overall. Eno Benjamin first overall in your dynasty draft. Yeah, <laughs> good. Uh, Damian Harris. I'm not taking him. Uh, is the next guy in this? And now with Sony Michelle's pedestrian, like as in Jaywalk get hit by a bus or something. Um, <laughs> he didn't have a great season uh, in 2019. Can you see Harris getting a, a chance in 2020? So if Sony Michelle is driving the bus, it's going so slow, it's not going to hurt you. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're not making it to work <laughs> on time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what do you guys think about uh, Damien Harris uh, in New England? I liked him in college. Yeah? Do you like yeah. him now? I don't know. I like no, him as a, a buy low. I like him as a buy low. That's buy it. low. Okay. That's all. I, I like him sense. if you're a Sony Michelle owner, maybe go make sure you can get every Damien Harris shirt he can because he could end up being the running back there next year. Yeah. Is Burkett, I don't around? see them spending another like they have they have some serious holes now. 
Yeah. And I and I don't see them spending a first round pick draft capital on a running back again. No, they drafted running backs first and third in the last two years. So yeah. I don't see them going no. near the running back again. So that does kind of lead towards Damian Harrison's even Sony Michelle maybe having like a split in time. Yeah, but I, th- I think they got to give Harrison more some, some more snaps though. I think so. I think Harris is a part of the offense this year. I How about some goal line ones that'll bring up his value. That's, possible. that's where Sony Michelle got his value. Yeah, yeah. And Rex Burkhead may be gone. James White. Yeah, what's going on? We'll with James? see. There's a chance. Uh, you know, that we Father see. Time will catch up to him eventually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, neither one of them actually have any guaranteed money in their contract, so you know, we'll see what happens there. Okay. I mean, Harris to me is a bio like everyone's saying, but I just don't like investing anything in that New England offense ever because it changes week to week. It's impossible. It's so frustrating yeah. to figure out who's going to get the points that week. I'll just pass and stay completely out of it. Sell them when they're high, and somebody's I, like, I will just not invest like, whatsoever. Okay. Yeah, sell them the, only, the only guy I think in that offense since Randy Moss that's really worked out has been Julian Edelman. Yeah, yeah. Gronk. Yeah, yeah, no, but but Gronk, well, but even Gronk though. I mean, like Gronk was amazing. And then when I bought him, oh yeah, when you bought him, but he had a pretty good career. I bought a dead fish. But you only got eight games a year out of him a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. I think Edelman, really good eight like games, Gronk was probably you. the best player in that offense, but Edelman was the most consistent player. So yeah, was Wes Walker had a couple years. Wes Walker, but Wes Walker was recently. Dude, Edelman is Wes Walker's son. Yeah, fucking guaranteed. Yeah, the same guy, really. Just They're both gym rats. Man. They're both little little short. Receivers like to hits. <laughs> you think New England's cloning people now? So they get Walker. And then there's if anyone's Tim cloning Rams. someone, it's it, definitely it, Belichick. Exactly. So something to investigate there, I believe. Uh, this investigate the next guy on our list, Rickwell, Raquel, Rickwell, Rickwell, Armstead is the next guy <laughs> we want to talk about. <laughs> Thank you, Dave, for adding a little bit of a boom. I had pizzazz. To. I, owed, pizzazz. I owed it to him. I owed a little it to him. Je ne sais Raquel. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, where is he? He's in uh, Jacksonville, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a handcuff to uh, Leonard Fournette then? And he's not someone you really need to own outside of just a Leonard Fournette handcuff, I think. Oh, he's pure handcuff. Because I think, you know, it's possible 100%. the Jags don't pick up the fifth-year option on Fournette. Maybe a $10.1 million. Maybe they just let him go. But even then, they're going to address the position. Otherwise, Armstead's not a guy that I think you can hang on to with that hope. I think that says it all. Yeah, own him um, if, you're Fournette, if you're a Fournette owner. You can own him if you want. Yeah. Like a lot of these guys, guys like Tony Pollard and... Because that I might grab him even if I'm not the Ezekiel Elliott owner just to to get something out of him. But yeah. Rykel Armstead, I'm not interested in. So yeah. so there's a difference between a keeper league, a dynasty league, and a redraft league. Some guys there's there's guys that are worth owning in redraft leagues at the end of the season that are handcuffs. There's guys in keeper leagues that are always owning or they're worth owning about six percent of them because they're handcuffs. And then dynasty league, you own every handcuff. Rykel Armstead's the only he, he's dynasty pure for me. Okay. I'm not having him in a redraft. I'm not no. kicked him in a keeper league as a handcuff at the end of the season to, no. to cover no. my Leonard okay. Fournette shares. He's a guy strictly in a dynasty league I'm going to have there. And even back end dynasty at that moment. Like uh, uh, yeah. yeah. He's I just mean, not, I'd make a roster spot for him most likely. It depends I'm probably on your league size too, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. It depends on your league but size. But I see what you're saying, Jay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. He, he's the he's the lowest the tier most. of the of the the, the, newest. the, the cuffs <laughs> here. So so if if let's just say if Tony Pollard and Alex Madison were the pink frilly cuffs, this guy's like a rusty pair of handcuffs you found on the ground that might give you tetanus. Yeah. That's what he is. <laughs> oh, I like those handcuffs better. I like danger. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise yeah. me. Good call. All right, cool. I think it's uh, I think it's time to take a little break of Rooney. I can use a the, uh, wide receivers. Yeah. yeah, sounds good, guys. We'll be back with some wide receiver information. Okay, that's enough of the nickelback. Yeah, no, I've, uh, that's, that's enough for a lifetime. 
That was painful. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no more Dave's, Dave's sexy jazz. This photograph. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing angry share. I, uh, I got one or two of the songs. Oh, angry share impressions from uh, Canadian men. So let's move on to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's move on. All right, fine. Let's we move have on. better exports, folks. <laughs> please do. don't judge us for Justin Bieber and Nickelback. Yeah, please we don't. also have Brian Adams. It's an Atlanta ah, sports set. Nope. <laughs> Brian's great. He's aged so well. He's I was fantastic. thinking more along the lines like, like Arcade Fire, like The Weeknd, or. Yeah. Strombellas, I think they're Strombellas, okay, yeah. I like them. Yeah. Uh, so we've lost eighty percent of our, our audience. <laughs> let's go so, uh, football here. Let's talk about football. All right, let's get him back with some sophomore wide receivers. We're going to move on to that, Roddy. Does that mean there's no slot receivers in sophomore? Are they all wide receivers? There any slot? Stay tuned because I don't even know actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's some slots. We're going to find out. There are some slots. Uh, top tier. We're just going to um, name them off here: AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin. Some guy named Metcalf. I don't know. I've never heard of DK. I think it's DK. Uh, Marquise Brown, Debo Samuel. So uh, let's talk about these fellas. Uh, let's just get right off. Um, starting off, I'm going to throw some another blend. I'm going to blend again here. I love the blend. Yeah, let's blend. AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, and then we're going to throw in Jerry, Judy, and CD Lamb. And I want you guys to rank them. Nick, you can start. Yeah, I'm going to start. I'll, I'll take Judy and Lamb ahead of the other guys. It, it's Ooh. hard, though. I, I really Ooh. like A.J. Brown. Ooh. But I th- I Not just enough. think those two are just one tier just above A.J. Okay. Brown. It's A.J. Brown's really close. And then it's the other guys for me, really. The other so guys. So how do you rank it entirely? The okay, so yeah, I would you can't go, say the other guys. I'll yeah. go Jerry Judy, <laughs> C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, Careful. D.K. Metcalf. And then Terry McLaurin. Okay. Okay. I see why you would do that. Oh, I guess we have Marquise Brown in there, too. He'll be last. Oh, Oh, and I got Debo in here, too. I'm all over the place now. Yeah, I don't need to leave those. Uh, I think think Debo. I mean, Debo, you could probably argue being in there. Marquise Brown, I don't think so. No, 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 you can't. We're not All right, so forget it. it. Just those guys. Just forget it. Yeah. 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 So if I'm naming just the uh, the five that we mentioned here, number one for me is AJ Brown. I think I have to take him ahead of Judy and Lamb. Uh, Number two, though, is CeeDee Lamb for me. Number three, fuck sakes. <laughs> DK Metcalf. Jesus Christ. Jerry Judy, Terry McLaurin. I hate having McLaurin five. I don't. I know. I'm I don't surprised. think he deserves it. But it hurts. Yeah. This is it's such tough. a it's such a good group. It is. It's yeah. a fantastic group. There's always someone that comes up the rear, and one of us is in that group right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually Nick. Well, Ty just Ty just named my list off for me. Did he? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're not going to waste 20, any time with you. Yeah. 2019, 2020 are both such great yeah. receiving classes. I, I had actually. I had. I mean, I love Judy and Lamb a lot. I had a hard time not sweating them with DK Metcalf and AJ Brown for sure. Terry McLaurin, I love. He's probably my favorite receiver out of all these guys because of the value that he brought for what he actually you actually paid for, for sure. This guy. You got to well. Steal plus, on I, think I don't you, like his situation, but you, you uh, have all that love because you were one of the guys that was high on him coming out of the draft, and you you hit you hit the pick right. That, so they, you have a little bit of love there. You I know get what that it. was, folks. That was a humble brag. Yep. But instead of humble bragging, I just planted the seed and Nick bragged for That's me. Thanks, buddy. No worries. Against the whole next it was, it was even after that last comment I said too. I, I still propped you up, you know. Thank you. Good. Well, I'm gonna go with uh, like I'm supported here. Oh yeah, uh, Judge Ju- Judge Judy. Judge, <laughs> Judge Judy. Man, she's awesome though, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is. Yeah. <laughs> she is. She's an amazing woman. She's something. She is something. My buddy binge watches is really weird. Uh, Jerry Judy number one. AJ Brown two. CD Lamb, McLaurin and Metcalf. Okay. Oh, I okay. mean. I we all Judy. like all five of them, and we do this stuff. I just wanted to mix up a little bit. But Judy, I think Judy looks like well, other than you got. Uh, I guess we'll see first. where uh, 
Judy and Lamb land, but with wide receivers that talented, it doesn't really matter. Lamb's no. going to land. Yeah. Running backs, I want to see, you know, landing spot means means it means a lot to me, but for these guys, they'll be good no matter. I think so. Terry McLaurin proved that landing spot doesn't matter. AJ Brown did too. That was a rough landing spot oh, the first half of the year in Tennessee. Yeah. Now what's uh, Marcus Mariota? That was rough. Ty, about AJ Brown, what would you say is the key stat for that guy that puts him kind of ahead of the rest of these guys? AJ Brown. Yeah. Well, let me just uh, look that up. I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming I wrote something last year. Right? Absolutely. Oh, okay. I set it up for it, it. It was a setup there. <laughs> and oh. you knocked it out of the park. That's <laughs> a bunt, folks. Okay. Yeah, I was grabbing my beer. I'm such a professional. <laughs> Among all 79 wide receivers to see 50 or more targets, Brown ranked third in yards per route run, 2.67, second in passer rating when targeted, 127.6, second in missed tackles per Reception, 0.31. First in yards per target, 12.5. First in yards after the catch per reception. That's a good one. Probably don't need the numbers, but first in yards after contact per reception. That's that's elite. That's pro football. Those focus. are important so statistics. Elite, you don't hear them every day, but they're important. And that and is with there. Marcus Mariota as his quarterback for part of the season. Part of the season, yeah. yeah. And then even Ryan Tannehill. I love Tannehill, but he's not he's not Patrick Mahomes. Like, no. No. That That's safe to say. But he's not, who, he's <laughs> yeah. not who we thought Ryan Tannehill was either, though. No, he's... He's closer to what Patrick Mahomes is than what I thought Ryan Tannehill was at this time last year. Agreed. I didn't think he was anything. Well, let's quickly touch on uh, best yards, because I like this one, best yards per route run um, seasons. I we're going to talk I mean, so the best season we got here on the list was number one, Odell Beckham Jr. in 2014 at 2.76. And then you have A.J. Brown. Boom. There he is last year at 2.67. And there's a bit of a drop there at number three a couple years ago or three, three four years ago now is Tyreek Hill at 2.3. And then Baldwin 2.2. 2. That's all in the rookie season, right? That's yeah, what we're yes. looking at. Yeah, sorry, rookie season. Over the yeah. last decade. Yeah, yeah. sorry. So that's uh, that's pretty good. Pretty good class to be in for sure. Yeah, you got Doug Baldwin, Juju, AJ Green, and Julio Jones. That's a great company. It's a great company. Yeah, there's, it's a, there's it's some good party. names there. Uh, let's talk about Terry McLaurin. There's some obvious questions about uh, the quarterback situation in Washington. There are rumors, serious rumors, or you could also say rumors that Washington seriously are, are considering drafting Tua at number two overall. Mm-hmm. Not buying it. Uh, Nick is clearly not buying it because he just said that. I'll buy it. Uh, if this happened, how would it impact uh, McLaurin's stock? It brings it up. It certainly does. But <laughs> I'm not bit. worried about, like, like Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, two of my favorite receivers last year that played with absolute shit quarterbacks. They still had great years with shit quarterbacks. Tua, I mean, it, could he be worse than Haskins? No. no? <laughs> Only no, Haskins can be worse than Haskins. I don't see Washington drafting a quarterback second overall just because they just put in the first round pick last year, but exactly. I think they should. Pro- yeah, that's the biggest hole. Chase Young would be a fantastic piece to add, but I really do think two would be the right pick for them there. It's not a terrible idea. I don't. I don't see it happening. But I I even, even without two, though, I'm not super worried about Terry McLaurin. Like I don't. I think he's shown that he is bigger than the offense there. Yeah, you're like Hang on to him. He's a good. He's got good speed. He's a good possession receiver. I mean, he gets in, he gets involved in a lot of plays. I'm not cons- I'm not concerned about a guy. He's not a home run guy. He's not a guy that needs like a 60 yard pass down the field to score any points. Like he's just a volume guy. He can take volume. Also has elite speed, and he can catch in traffic. Yeah, he can take volume, and he can be a home run guy. He's exactly. He's, he's a great option. And I think Dwayne Haskins is bound to improve a little bit upon last season. We did see some touches of it. He's got to throw to somebody. He's, he's much the best guy to throw, to throw guy. to. Yep. So get it to the get the ball to him. If you look at the highest graded wide receivers over the past decade, you have Odell at ninety one point two, Terry McLaurin second at eighty six point five. That's ahead of Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, Demarius Thomas, AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill, and Doug Baldwin, and Chris Godwin. I mean, that's impressive. It's a league company. I mean, yeah. as as a rookie, I mean, 
he was given some pretty good opportunities based on the, the depth chart in Washington. So it's not entirely surprising to see him up the list. But when you consider that some of these guys had the seasons they did as rookie, like Chris Goblin, like that 80.4, like Chris Goblin as a rookie was not good. No, it was just a good passer. It's, anyway, a, it's yeah. a good benchmark to look at. But looking at Mike Evans as a rookie, he was pretty good. Michael Thomas was decent. Odell Beckham was elite as a rookie. And Very he's good, only yeah. five points behind him. Yep. That, that to me is, is what tells. Yeah, shows he's quite good. So they're likely to add to the receiver room there, so there might be some targets going other places. They kind of have to. Mm-hmm. You know, Sims is you know he's a he's a nice slot receiver, but they're yeah. they're gonna have that number two there. So Definitely. Sims is Sims. He always yep. be Sims. My boy Stevie Sims. So let's talk about DK Metcalf next. Probably the best athlete of uh, this group in, that, the, in the world. In the world, <laughs> um, you may have already jumped uh, Tyler Lockett from week ten on. I would think. I, oh, it, I would take him over Tyler Lockett at this point. I oh, would, absolutely. Yeah. I would take him sure. over Tyler Lockett before the season started. Even after Tyler for... Lockett blew up, I would have traded Tyler Lockett for DK Metcalf yeah. straight up. There's no a problem. small window for Tyler Lockett. And then yeah, I, think I like Lockett, too. I think Lockett's a home run guy, he was good. Yeah. He was a good value guy for we get it for him. Mm-hmm. But I think DK Metcalf is the better dynasty guy. Mm-hmm. Week 10 on, he actually out-targeted him 46 to 38. So mm-hmm. he started to become more of the primary focus there for Russell Wilson. Yep. And the big the big issue a lot of people with having Metcalf, one of the reasons he dropped is people didn't think he could run a route. And... DK Metcalf was also terrible at the cone. His, his his overall speed was excellent, but he couldn't turn all that well. He had cone problems. Yeah, he didn't. But now he can. Now he can and turn. he can run a route. So what's the problem? Everything everyone <laughs> loved me. about him is still there. Everything people were worried about, he's proven them wrong. So here's a here's a locked and loaded wide receiver one moving forward, I think. Or, yeah. I, I don't I see a so. reason not to invest in DK Metcalf right no. now, right? I mean, he's a very he's very much ascending. I mean, I'm a big Lockett guy. I was all over buying him last year before the season, but yeah. DK Metcalf's the guy there He's right the guy now. There. Yeah, plus you could probably grate cheese on his abs. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's something. something. You could probably grate a rock on his abs. Yeah, too. you probably could. You've got diamonds on those things. It's getting weird. Uh, Marquise Brown. <laughs> is does. it because Ty and I both have pictures of him zoomed in on his abs? Yeah, exactly. A little concern there, but we'll talk about that later. Um, Nick, what you got to think of? What about Marquise Brown? Yeah, I think I touched on him a couple of weeks ago. He's not a guy I'm really investing in. I think he's too gadgety. You know, there's going to be weeks where he's going to give you, you know, 10 fantasy points and others where he's going to give you two fantasy points. And that's concerning just because of that run first offense. He's not a huge target. Um, I think Miles Boykin, I've alluded to that in the past did, as yeah. well, is, is the better buy low. I think he has more of that typical prototypical alpha guy potential. Um, but, I mean, I'm just... No, I can see. I can see a little Deshaun Jackson there, and like some big points. I think weeks, if, but consistency. It, my biggest concern with him is health. If he can stay on the field, he's a, he's a decent wide receiver. Uh, even look at like from PFF. There's a stat here: seventy-five qualifying wide receivers. Brown ranked first in passer rating when targeted, one thirty-four point four, and eleventh in fantasy fo- points per route run at point four five. Yeah, that's good. So clearly, there's some there's like some fantasy production here, but he can't stay on the field. Yeah, injuries and inconsistency like. It's week a bad to week throwing, yeah. it's bad. I just yeah. not invested. He doesn't in get targeted yeah. enough. And either. I would like to uh, just touch on Dave mentioned the Deshaun Jackson comparison, which I think is pretty apt. Oh, thank you. But even Deshaun Jackson, if you look at his best fantasy season, was fourteen point six fantasy points per game. And that was in two thousand nine. That's half PPR. He was the wide receiver eleven that year, which is pretty good. But that was the best of his career. And this is a guy that's you know looked at as being a really fantastic receiver. He's one of those other guys that he's a better real life receiver than he's probably ever going to be for yes, a fantasy guy. Absolutely. Never yeah. owned him, never wanted to. No, really. Deshaun Jackson, he averaged 10.9 fantasy points per game and half PPR throughout his career. If you take 10.9 points, fantasy points, into a season that's 174 fantasy points, that'd be the wide receiver 23 last year and 21 the year before. So you're looking at a wide receiver two that's going to have some huge weeks, 
that's going to miss a lot of weeks as well. And I think that's kind of closer. We have these Marquise Brown guys. That's also why I'm not that huge on Henry Ruggs. And assuming he's as good as Deshaun Jackson. And assuming that, yeah. Because how many players? Great. If you were to say, okay, here's a player in the, at the NFL Combine that people were more compared to than anybody else is Deshaun Jackson. Because anyone who ran a good four, uh, ran a good forty was instantly compared to Deshaun Jackson, unless they were an elite wide receiver. Most of the guys that had the top, well, there was what well, we looked at it last week. I think there was one player in the combine that was in the top. Or maybe did we look at it on Twitter? Maybe, maybe Twitter. Yeah, there was one player, one player in the combine that that uh, ran up ran the fastest top fifteen, top twenty in the forty that actually became a decent wide receiver. Yeah, we did put that. That was on Twitter. Yeah, it was on Twitter. Like a lot of these really I'll, fast I'll look it guys. up and re- I'll retweet it. Yeah. A lot of these really fast guys, really speedy guys that don't have great college production that are, you know, 5'10", 180 mm-hmm. pounds. These guys hit the NFL. Most of them end up being inconsistent. And then that's that's kind of the argument we have against Henry Ruggs, some of us anyway. I'm not yeah. a big Ruggs fan. And I'm not a big Marquise Brown fan either. I, I like him. He's fine. Yeah. He's a good. He's a good real life player, I think. But, no, but doesn't translate great. Where to do fantasy. you put him in this draft? We're talking fantasy. That's here, my folks. question. Yeah. Where do I put him in this world. draft? Yep. He was the first wide receiver taken last draft. In, in last his year. in his draft. In yeah. this draft, I. Oh my! Yeah, he's behind Jalen Jalen Rigger. He's behind. Do you think? Do you think from a pure talent Denzel perspective? Mims. Do you think from like a scouting perspective, if, if he was in this draft, he'd be behind those guys? I'd have him behind Denzel Mims. I'd have him behind Justin Jefferson. Probably seven. Yeah. So you're not going to make the same myself? mistake as you said as to, with Rugs. Do you think less people make that mistake and, and Rugs will go lower? I, I think we've talked about uh, Henry Rugs. I think Rugs is going to be drafted way above his actual. That's production what I mean. So the people should need and, to learn from the. From and Henry Rugs might around. be the third most valuable wide receiver to an NFL team, but in fantasy, I don't see him being the third most valuable no, guy. The, but he he might break the mold because he is that special. But could be. We'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. Marquise he, he Brown is could be the too, true definition of a lottery ticket. Uh, this guy on the list, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of this guy. I've invested in him. I like him. I drafted him. Debo Samuel. Debo. San Francisco 49ers. He's going to be the guy there. Yeah, he's, I think he is going to be the guy. I mean, I mean, it doesn't look like Emmanuel Sanders is going to be back. He's going to no. get more uh, more targets, more touches. I mean, it's still a bit of a spread it around with uh, oh, they're the a run first off. They're a run uh, yeah. first offense as well, but they pass a little bit more than uh, Baltimore does. Yeah, but I think he, uh, as you're right, I think he could be the WR one in he, San Fran. He yeah. is, and maybe a WR three on your fantasy team. Two, two, two upside, think? I think. Upside yeah, two? okay. Yeah. I don't see it being much higher than two. Being a little at least safe. That's all. <laughs> next year or two, maybe not higher too, because yeah, George Kittle's going to eat up a lot of targets. They have 18 running backs that they're going to use. <laughs> yeah. Part of the passing game, too. And it's also... And a fullback. They and do. A fullback. Well, that actually runs of, the ball. Yeah, I like that. Jusic. I mean, it's not great for fantasy, but Kyle I, I like it. Catch some passes. Every, every game of Madden I've ever played, any team I ever set up, Kyle Jusic was our fullback. Yeah, yeah, boom. Yeah, I respect that. But the 49ers, I, yeah. team, like, do you see them being a team that they ran the ball a ton last year? There was games where just all of a sudden they dropped like 40 carries split between a couple different running backs. Do you think that changes this year? Or? Well, it has to change a little bit. Maybe I, I think they're adapt or die, die, adapt or die. Well, I, what are you adapting to? You got the Super Bowl. I don't know. I just like to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think this season was probably the zenith of their running back, like to wide receiver distribution. I think just like Baltimore, you're going to see a bit of an evolution, and as far as their game goes, they're still going to be a run first team. I think, but for these teams to be successful, they can't be predictable, and eventually teams catch on to what you're doing. And I, the I could facts. see with with Debo getting a bit older. I mean, he's at 24 now. He's not a young. No, he's one of sophomore. the older one of the older guys in this group, actually. But being a little more, getting a little more trust with him and Jimmy, I think he's going to see more targets. I think next year it's going to be a good, especially you bring a guy like Manuel Sanders, who's who's like a, a good vet, but still a guy that was new to the team, and you're forcing the ball his way to start. 
getting him comfortable and whatnot. I mean, Although, we'll see. Yeah, you guys I'm, see I'm watching him. Did you guys see Kyle Shannon at the combine? Talk about, I used to think having four running backs was just a nice luxury. Now I think it's a necessity. Yep. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah. Which, again, it's, it's coach speak. You didn't see or hear it? I saw it. I didn't so, hear it, though. Kyle Shannon also <laughs> so really likes... I was reading lips. Yeah, Close caption. I was reading lips from a distance <laughs> with some binoculars. Shannon so has a history of uh, undersized running backs that definitely get injured a little bit. Yeah, so he needs four running backs. But so yeah. Raheem Mostert uh, owners are jumping up and down on the table, right, with that no. news? Yeah. Same, as Matt, <laughs> same as Matt Burrito owners were in 2018. So <laughs> I still think... I personally believe Jarek McKinnon's the guy to own that backfield next year. Okay. I, I think he's cut before the season starts. I don't think so. I think he is. I'm torn. I'm going with it. I want, to, I want, I want Jay to be right. I'm going with it. I want him to, too, actually. I would like I want to see Jarek. Kyle Shanahan loved Jarek McKinnon so much that great. he made him one of the higher-paid running backs in the NFL. I think he'd be great in that offense. If he's healthy this year, I st- I think he gets the opportunity once. Yeah, maybe. I think, I think I still think, I still think he's caught before the season starts, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. Well, you're going to be wrong, Ty. Um... I think he's worth. I think he's worth a speculative ad oh, though, because you could have him for zip. Well, yeah. if he's cut, if he's healthy, he'll go somewhere else. He's worth a speculative ad. You got right. him for nothing. He's just sitting my IR. I've run about three different teams. I have him on or two. two yeah, I got him. Two. I got him in a few leagues. Three different Maybe. years too. Yeah, I don't know. I lose track. <laughs> uh, next tier, we're gonna talk about a few guys. We're just gonna bunch of them together. Uh, we got Deontay Johnson. We got Nikhil Harry. I mean, we got. Uh, Maybe even Darius Slayton, if I'd be yeah, so Dave bold finds to say. A way, he finds a way. Why is there a big like emoji, like heart, like burgeoning, like beside Darius Slayton's name in the doc? He put that. Dave. He's trying to set me up. I did <laughs> okay. not put that. <laughs> <laughs> I just took it from Justice Hill and moved it down to Slayton. Oh, okay. Well. Gotcha. <laughs> I think uh, Deontay Johnson to kill Harry. We don't need to get into too much here. We talked about them in our buy low. Yeah, uh, we did. Yes. Sell high episode. Was, was that last week or two weeks ago? Last week? No, we did the combine last week, so two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Two yeah, weeks ago. So Nikhil Harry and Deontay Johnson are both buys for us. I think we all kind of agreed on that. Good buy, low prices there. For sure. Darius Slayton, I, I would love to hear Dave's thoughts on Darius Slayton. He's been pumping this guy's tires. And Dave? Well, honestly, I think, I think he's going to I think he's gonna fall. He's got some good speed out there. I think he showed some good speed out there. And I think he so, uh, showed a really good relationship with, uh, with, uh, with Jones. I think they like each other. I think they, uh, there's some... Uh, Chemistry? Togetherness, some chemistry, some some, some togetherness, togetherness. Yeah. <laughs> the the accepted football term for chemistry. <laughs> you need to put in like a loving music right there. I'm tired it. of football terms. I'm using my own terms. <laughs> I like it, Dave. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, they actually have one of those necklaces that are split in half. <laughs> <laughs> Best friends forever. They put them together. It's, it's a heart. I'd be okay with that. Two, um, two turtle doves, something like that. Injury or no injury, I think he I think he has the potential to step ahead of of, of Shepard or Tate. And get in a solid number two spot there. I think he's Hopes got the highest good. upside of the three. Mm-hmm. Golden Tate's yeah. a bit older. Yeah. Prone. Sterling Shepard's the Jag. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a know. good he's a good jag. I think he's a little he's overrated. Just a guy, he's a good jag. He's a good one. He's like a high end jag. Yeah. <laughs> he's overrated for me, Sterling Shepard, um, personally. But I don't think uh, he is anymore. No, he's two years ago, yeah, he was overrated. Maybe just rated so now. But is it rated? Now he's rated. Okay. That's fair, but I yeah. think uh, and you, you got Ingram, you got, obviously you got Barkley in there, but I think I think he might find a spot on the team as a, draw, a good WR two on the team, and then on your team, uh, your WR one clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so he's WR two in a bad offense, but yeah. he's a WR one. But I think he's going to see a lot of looks. I think it's uh, it's uh, even with the uh, with Barkley in the backfield, yeah. Jones he's, finds ways to to make a lot of passes. He'll get on so. the field in th- in three wide receiver sets, even with yes. the other two guys ahead of him. I think he'll see some more snaps this year. My only uh, worry is eight touchdowns last year in fourteen games. That might not be sustainable. You see some as in football yeah. terms. Do you see some regression? I there? see some uh, <laughs> regression there. And the forty eight yeah. receptions on eighty four targets is not a huge number it's of not. catches, now, but. 
there is there is the potential where tonight this year or last year I should say was a bit of a you know an aberration. As oh, far he, as yeah, he, he, go, he but ate because he, half this team was injured too. Yeah, but. so I wouldn't obviously pay anything really anything for him, but obviously he's worth owning if you got a spot for him on 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 your dynasty league for sure. Absolutely, I would say so for sure. I think Stan would agree. He would. <laughs> Stan the cat is attacking <laughs> Jay right now. Getting all excited about the Slayton talk down there. He, he is. He's, he's yeah. very excited. Yeah, I get that. Uh, all right. Well, now we have to. We have nowhere to go but down here. Uh, we're going to talk quickly about Preston Williams. He had a pretty solid rookie season, I would say. With uh, he got hurt, but he did post thirty-two catches for four hundred twenty-eight yards, three uh, end zones through eight games. So that's a P. He would have got six on out of the average if you played a full season. Uh, and that's uh, somewhere. I think we're played with jo- with Rosen, Josh Rosen, as the starter. As yeah, well, he had right? three, three. I think Rosen played three games last year as a starter, something, something like that. Something like that. And they were all with Preston. One Preston Williams is healthy, so that hurt. Devontae Parker had the benefit of uh, breaking out after Josh Rosen was yeah. was benched. So I think a little upside there. Uh, can you get any thoughts on Preston William? I think Jay, were you? Were you pretty I was big pretty hot. Yeah, at I, one point I liked him. I mean, for an undrafted free agent, yeah, he definitely showed some potential. Um, but I think he was also the beneficiary of not having the breakout of Devontae Parker. This season, I don't see him out touching or out producing Devontae Parker in any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Mike Gesicki's a bit of a, uh, you know, he's he his production. He but I think what hurts his production more, though, is the fact that Devontae Parker really blew up. He did. But can I uh, just, you know, play the devil's advocate here? Devontae Parker had four and a half years to blow up. He yes. finally blew up when Preston Williams was out of the picture for the most part. True. So when Preston Williams was playing, he was the better target than Devontae Parker in you know, at least two or three of the games they played together. So maybe they come back and just actually eat into each other's value. I'd yeah, rather, I'm thinking that. That's a good point to say. I'd rather own Preston Williams and Devontae Parker for value. Yeah. Um, I think the and cost Dynasty. for Parker is way too high right now. Because Fitzpatrick is a guy that usually is locks onto one guy and he just keeps chucking the He's ball. A He's a locker. He's a locker. Not Jake Locker, but a locker. No. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback situation in Miami. They, maybe they take someone. Probably they should take someone. Um, should the, take a lot of things. The too. other issue is Chan Gailey usually doesn't have multiple WR1s on a team. He's a very creative play caller, I know, back in his Buffalo days. But he doesn't really produce huge fantasy stars. But um, I think Williams is going to be on the field and your your two wide receiver sets. So they're going to be a terrible team. So maybe some garbage time stats. But yeah, I I don't see them being that bad this year. Dolphins. Actually, no. they, did, they, they didn't need, finish too they bad. They need five new players on the offensive yep. line if they can do that. They if have they, a, can they have rebuild, enough draft picks. If they can to, rebuild half of their O-line. Beat the Patriots. They had 80 million bucks to I'm okay with it. Free they got lots of money in free agency. Uh, they need half an O-line, minimum half an O-line. I don't think there's a single guy that should be starting on any team no. on that O-line. So yeah, that's big. But they have a ton of free agency. They do. Money and, they're, they're, and that team is set up draft very picks. well to reshape themselves in one of the best drafts I think they're in a long time. I think they're set up well to add picks this year. Yeah. I think they they really probably should just avoid quarterback this year, just build the O line, yep. and then start adding pieces because they actually have some good receiving options already. They do add the O line. Mike Kosicki looks legit, and then Trevor Lawrence next year. That's that's, that's what I would be aiming for the if I were them. Move for yeah, sure, I think so. Yeah, be silly to do otherwise. I think this this year has three re- three franchise potential franchise quarterbacks. After that, it's a clusterfuck. Yeah. And so unless you're gonna get like, I mean, if you if you can get Tua, go for it. If you can get Herbert, go for it. I mean, they're not obviously not going to get uh, our boy. No, I got yeah, Burrow, but Burrow. even Tua, they'd have to. I think they have to trade up to get Tua. And if I were them, I probably wouldn't even bother. I would just wait the Trevor Lawrence yep. route. I think. Like, I think they need move. the amount of like this year is the, the one draft where they need all those picks. Yep. 
definitely. I think it's going to work out well for them. Going to quick turn. The only other thing I'll say about Preston Williams is he was highly recruited coming out of high school into college. One of the top. Oh yeah, he was one of the. One, yeah, he was a five star. He was a five star guy. He had off field problems. He's off field issues. So I mean, if those are corrected, and now he's in the NFL, and those are corrected, that's a guy with a lot of talent. There's a question mark with character. So by low? has Nick found him? his new Josh Gordon? That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it could be a by low option if people are still not big on him, and you might. But his get his college cheaper. profile wasn't as good as his high school profile was, though. College he had problems too, though. Yeah. Staying on the field, but when, he, when he played, he was still he was still good. Yep. How was yeah, he in grade five? How was he doing in grade five? Off the look in my he notes for that. Color in the lines. I don't, I, we don't need that though. And, he, and he, <laughs> he used to cut with his left hand. Would that affect? Whoa, whoa! Lefties everywhere take offense to that. If you can't go on well, the same lines, are you bad at route running? Maybe if you can't stay inside the so, lines, yeah. maybe I think yeah. there's a correlation there. So this start start early, start early. <laughs> uh, next guys, we're just going to group together. Uh, Miko Hardman, I got that right. Yes, uh, Andy Isabella, you did, bud. Thank you, and Hunter Renfro. Out of these three guys, which guy would you say you'd ha- be most excited to have on your organization? Fantasy organization. Miko Hardman for me. For your yeah. fantasy organization? Just the, pure, just the pure upside. The fact that we talked earlier about how Sammy Watkins is probably moving on. Number two then. Demarcus uh, Robinson probably moving on. Yeah. So he's got a potential to catch balls. Uh, number two, he'll goes down. Number Patrick one. Mahomes, that's, yeah. that's fine. I that's think cool. Hunter right. Renfro is the most surprising player on this list. Okay. I think he was better than I thought he was. I also thought he was like 42. Have you ever seen a picture of the guy? He aged poorly. Yeah. He is actually like 24, 25, though. He's an older guy. He's, he's an, an older, older guy, guy but I, he looks yeah. like he's 40. So he's yeah. wise. Got but it. I was impressed with the way he played this year. I just don't, I think if Oakland addresses their lack of depth at wide receiver, he's the one that's going to fall off the map the most for me than Andy Isabella. Exactly. Michael Hardman looked better towards the end of the season. Not as good. Like the, the, the fact that Tyreek Hill was gone and everyone was expecting him to be the Tyreek Hill replacement, he didn't look good, but he's a fucking rookie at the start of his career. He looked better. Towards the end of the season, with with Sammy most likely gone, mm-hmm. I the sky's the limit for that guy, man. Yeah, okay. I had a uh, quick note on Hunter Renfro here. Twenty nineteen leaders in completion percentage when targeted in the slot. Minimum of one hundred fifty snaps, twenty targets. Number one, Michael Thomas. Number two, Mohamed Sanu. Number three, Hunter Renfro. Not bad. Played pretty well to the slot. That's his role. He's going to be a slot receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I fully expect the Raiders to add somebody in like PPR. Judy. In, in PPR uh, though, he might be. He might be pretty fucking good in PPR. I think he's PPR? got a chance good to point. be a wide receiver three in a full PPR. In a half PPR, oh, in a half PPR I'm yeah. less interested in a standard scoring. I'm not really interested at I'm all. I'm just not interested at all, really, in Renfro, because I think he was that beneficiary of having nobody at the yeah, wide receiver position last that. year. That's yeah. possible. Yeah. I just, I'm not investing. He is an absolute sell for me. I think a lot That's of it depends on who their quarterback is. Harsh, Dick. I'm yeah. straight to the point. Sell, <laughs> sell now. Derek Carr might not even be the quarterback next year, so we'll see yeah. what happens there. I think that's, that's a big thing. Derek Carr was a but bit I think of a we, check down monster last year or two. So. I think we have to admit that Hunter Renford did surprise. He did. Yeah, I, I grabbed him in like, I think a redraft league. I uh, thought he was a uh, San Diego Padres outfielder so. until uh, <laughs> he about halfway through last he year. He kind of looks yeah. like a shortstop. Yeah. Hunter Renfrew. Hunter Renfrew, yes. Right? Yeah. I like him. That's what I thought it was. So, so well, if we're, we're yeah, going to talk about the guys that surprised and the guys that delighted us, can we talk about the guys that disappointed us now? Well, Whiteside? He was a little disappointing. I thought he there's was three, disappointing. I think there's, there's three on here in uh, particular. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, yeah. Paris Campbell, and Hakeem Butler. Yeah. Huh? yeah. And they didn't disappoint necessarily because of the way they played, but they're just a situation Butler, for those guys. the draft capital, right, that the team's invested and then the return that you know maybe some of us invested in them, we didn't get that back, right? I think well, I think the guy that the only guy that really disappointed me was Ortega Whiteside. Paris Campbell I was only excited about because he was going to go play with Andrew Locke, and then yes. Andrew Locke left, and was like he's just a speed guy that well, I'm not that excited about. But Whiteside had opportunity with with the Jeffrey going down every other game. I thought just thought I, I thought he had a real good opportunity to be the guy. Dude, yeah. I'm was, not saying it's his fault, but he was kind of yeah. yeah. He didn't look was, good on yeah. the field this year. Okay, I didn't see a lot of Eagles tape because I don't watch Eagles games. 
particular. No, no, he had, he had an opportunity. He didn't step up. It was disappointing because I thought he was he was an interesting guy. He's a guy I expected to take a year or two, though. Oh yeah, yeah. But can you not so, be better so than Aguilar? Like, yeah, that's rough. I mean, that's the a- issue. Aguilar right? is an NFL wide receiver. Though. This is a raw kid coming from college guess, that yeah. everyone was expecting. I guess it was that, a little that, that wasn't yeah. going to just jump in and, and set the world on fire. No, he did that. He did not. I think uh, with JJ or Thicken Whiteside. I was pretty high on him last year. He's definitely dropped quite a bit. He's still a guy I would trade a probably a mid third rookie pick for him. I'd trade a third for him. I don't think I'd go much above that though. Anymore. No, I wouldn't trade a second. Not this what year. What about Chris Campbell? I don't think I'm bothering with him. No, you think you're done since the quarter, the QB situation? Yeah, we'll see. Their their quarterback situation is definitely changing too. I don't think they go into next year with Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't really do that. that he was fine as a quarterback. No, he was no, fine. That was fine, but you can't you can't win with Brissett, and I think they kind of realize that they're going to move on from. Yeah, him. he's It'll a placeholder QB. He's a guy that's gonna have like a, a good NFL career, but he's gonna be a backup. He's kind of like a Tyrod Taylor type, yeah. Yeah. yeah, elite backup type guy. One of those. Uh, yeah. What's the other guy? Uh, McCown. One of the McCown. He's a poor man's oh, Teddy Bridgewater, guy. really. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's, I like that. Now I think with Paris Campbell, he's another guy that has great speed. And he's an everybody that has great speed that doesn't do anything. They still have great speed, so yeah. people still pay for them because they have great speed. speed. Speed doesn't translate to fantasy points. Speed kills, really. Yeah. Hakeem Actually. Butler, another guy. You he's the guy, the only guy in this group that I'm really interested in. He dropped a lot further in the uh, the 2018 draft than most people thought he would. Fourth round pick, but six six two twenty five. You're in a four four eight forty, which is ridiculous for that size. But he doesn't corner that well. He's got a lot of limitations. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It really depends what Arizona does. If Arizona adds a CD Lamb at eighth overall, then all of a sudden I I don't really care that much about Butler. Mm. But as of right now, he's a, he's a, he's a guy that I'm trying to buy. Yep, uh, he's, he's the only guy in Arizona where I'm really looking to spend a little right. bit of capital on. Okay, uh, I'm kind of looking at getting out of the other guys. Isabella, Andy Isabella, you yeah, could probably yeah. get cheap too yeah. now. Hey, cheaper, Isabella's but, actually a good value. Yeah, good value, not bad. Um, yeah. Jalen Hurd, Nick. Yeah, Ooh, he's a guy that he's a guy that I've been kind of had my eye on for a while now. I know he was injured most of last year, but we talked a little bit about guys that have potential to be, you know, that wide receiver running back role. Um, a lot of people think Lavisca Chanel is that guy this year. Um, who's the other one there? Is it Gabriel? That uh, Tavon Austin? I think is the guy. <laughs> <you're coming out>. <laughs> <laughs> I, Dave I, finds a way to work Tavon Austin in like every second show. Uh, Antonio Gibson, maybe. That's Antonio, it. Antonio Gibson. Gibson yes, yeah. yeah. So I mean, he's a former five-star two, recruit two, as yeah. a running back. Um, I, I think he's going to go on the field, and Shanahan's pretty creative. He's going to use him. I think he's going to run the ball. I think he's going to catch the ball. Um, I like the upside there. That is a big buy low for me right now. I, I'm actually a little bit embarrassed we didn't include him in our buy low episode two weeks ago. Yeah, because he's one of my biggest buy lows. I think Six, I, me- I think I mentioned him. We did mention him, but yeah. that was it. Yeah. 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 Six he's five, two twenty seven. He was a third round Big pick, thought. so day two capital spent. They're going to try to get him on the field, like Nick just said. Emmanuel Sanders is out unless they invest in a in a wide receiver. The draft they have no picks. They have, got, like, they have one. No they have a third round pick or something yeah. like that. That's in it. Yeah. Third round, so you might actually hurt. get a good wide receiver in this draft, though, if they decide to go I that suppose, way. I just yeah. I'm concerned because he's in San Francisco. No, it probably won't be. The like running backs a, catch the ball. They have Kyle Jusic that'll catch the ball. Well, if Sanders isn't back, then. There's another spot. That, yeah, there's some targets there. But we we're expecting Debo to take a bit of a leap. Like anybody in San Fran that's not a running back. Yeah, I, but you're, you're not investing like a first round type pick. Oh no, 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 right? so, no, 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 no. You're probably yeah, getting yeah, for, yeah. you're probably getting for a fourth. You round can get pick. him for a fourth right now. I'd be all. And you're over just that. adding him, and if he's a guy that you can start three or four weeks next year, you you won. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. That's the way you look at him Big as. lottery ticket. Yeah. My, I'm just saying, for me, everything else looks great. I'm just concerned about the San Fran. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I love Kyle Shanahan, brilliant coach, 
but I just don't know if I love him for this role. There's not a path for him to be a top 12 fantasy wide receiver anytime in the future. No. Near future anyway. No, but he's a good... But anyone who's 6'5", 227, and once played as a running back, you got a spot somewhere. It's kind of intriguing. Yeah. Um, I think we were to save the best for last year. Let's get on to the tight ends here. Um, oh, so so excited. The big question for y'all is, uh, has Fant... We have two tight ends? Has, has, Fant <laughs> climbed, <laughs> has he climbed over Hawkinson? I got really excited, obviously, as most yes. people owners after week one. And wow. Um, but yeah, has he, has he climbed over Hawkinson, Fant? Before we talk about it, everyone say yes or no. Yes. No. I have him above Hawkinson now, yes. I think. All right, we all got him above. Davey said no. I said no. Hawkinson, baby, he's the... Uh, we'll see. Fant showed more. Yeah. And he's younger. Rookie tight end since 2000 with 500 plus receiving yards. There's only been about 10 of them. Jeremy Shockey, Evan Ingram, John Carlson, Tim Wright, Aaron Hernandez. My boy Hernandez. Noah Fant, <laughs> 562 yards. Tony Mwacki, Mark Andrews, Gronk, Dustin Keller, George Kittle, Chris Herndon. I mean, it's a pretty short list. He was on there. He looked He looked great as a receiver. I he struggled early when I watched. He did. He, he looked nervous. Like, I don't know if he was nervous. Did he or struggle whatever. early or did he have Joe Flacco throwing the fucking ball? Well, that's a point. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. That's a good he point. Dropped, he looked better. better. He, he had flaccid thrown football. He, he, he had a better. little bit of drop that. issues and stuff like that, but he really picked it up later Joe in the year. Joe Flaccid throwing the ball, I mean. Yeah. There it is. No. Hawkinson, I got, like, everyone got pretty excited about Hawkinson after his, what, six for nine, 131 yards and a touchdown a week one NFL debut. Since then, just kept dropping the ball. Yeah. 367 yards. Missed a couple games. At the end of the season, like, ugh. He just looked like a rookie. But also, I mean, he had Matt Stafford for half of that. Yeah. That's but, not just but, the only excuse is that, you know, he had yeah. the a collection guy. of backup. Yeah. What was that guy? Backup. David quarterbacks. Uh, Driscoll? Dris- no, Jeff Driscoll was the Jeff guy Driscoll. that went to David Blow. David Blow. David Blow. Oh, yeah, okay. Blog. Blog. Yeah, so, and he's a rookie tight end. He's still going to be fantastic. I just think yeah. the receiving upside of Fanta. He's, he yeah. supersedes him a bit and, and right now. Yeah, I think Hawkinson rebounds. I think he got, he had a really good game. Kind Absolutely. of, what, kind of how, got how to him. And then I Fant, think he's going to rebound. How old is like Fant? 22? 20, he's 22. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, okay. 20, 20, is Irv Smith that's really young? Irv, Irv Smith's 21. 21. He's going to be 22 yeah. maybe by now-ish. But yeah, I think we have Irv, Irv uh, Smith here. Another great uh, buy. Shut up and take my money. It'll be another, maybe another year, but he'll probably start to split with work with Kyle Rudolph this year. Can he push off and not get called for penalties as well as Rudolph, though? Probably not as well as Rudolph. Okay. As a Saints fan, I'm just curious. It's only going to happen against the Saints, though. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> the push-off in the Super Bowl was actually worse. It was worse. That was worse. That was, that was actually it, a push-off. It, it, it was ugly. I went, okay, they're going to... No, sorry. The push-off in the Saints game was... Uh, the Minnesota push-off was worse than the one in the Super Bowl. I knew what you I meant. I see that, that one, so... That's what I meant. I'll take your word for it, Jay. I'll bet it was bad. I, I didn't know what you meant, but Nick, my, Nick seemed happy. My buns are still burning. <laughs> I knew you were talking about... Uh, so, so yeah, uh, Irv Smith Jr. I like that guy. Dawson Knox. What do you want to? He's. Uh, I love Dawson Knox. Yeah, okay. Oh, he was, there's weird. almost no buzz on this pre- guy. He was pretty good this year for Buffalo, man. Yeah, yeah. it's all right. They they gone through like tight ends like a lot lately. You had Clay there for a bit, and then you had somebody else there. Tyler Croft. Yeah, we have the two, uh, uh, Croft. Yeah, Tyler Croft, the two meter. But Knox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lara. You had Lara well, there. Dawson Knox. I think he's a good guy to add as like a piece. Like if you're making a trade and you think it's close. He's like a guy that maybe like you, yeah. you just get him to throw in. Maybe. But I don't think he's a guy you can plan on starting for another year or two. And, uh, no. The issue with Knox, he had a lot of drops. He, he did. Dropper. He he was dropping everything. Yeah. Uh, like a, he's a pretty athletic guy. Pretty athletic guy. I think he won the uh, the trucking video of the year of running the guys over. It was pretty fantastic to watch. Oh, but he's like Austin Hooper-esque. Hooper. Yeah, Very much. Like him. 
But like, I, I mean, love Austin the, the other issue too is that Buffalo offense. I think that they're an offense. The way Dable runs it is he kind of spreads everything around. So you're never going to have like a WR one. I don't know, and I don't think he's going to be a guy that John Brown. No, I don't. That was pretty WR one esque. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not a guy we really want to invest in. T Higgins next year. Yeah. Stay, yeah, you're pretty sure about that. We'll spread the ball around a lot. Like T Higgins, they spread the ball. And and I don't. I mean. They're going to be a Bills fan. They like to run the ball. I like Allen. Can Allen ever support a true one? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. The guy wears a pair of shorts like nobody's business, but I don't think he can support one. When T. Higgins gets there, we'll see. Claim otherwise. Very happy with his pro day, by the way, T. Higgins. Yeah, he looked great. (laughs) I think I tweeted something. The only thing was his vertical wasn't great. It was a 31-inch for a guy 6'5". It's a little low. He doesn't need to jump that high. 6'5". What's up there? The he ball, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think what he, is he trying to touch the clouds? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's two. The other issue Still is it's a time. It's a timed forty, right? So one was four five two, and the other one was a four four three. So that's a pretty big discrepancy between. I'm okay with yeah, a four five two and a guy that's size now. though. Yeah. These now to now. Five. Now now. But I think below four six, I was I would have been yeah, happy yeah. with all yeah, that. Anyway, so now yeah. now 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 now, it's very very small margins of time. Um, Jay Sternberger. I think is Jimmy Graham released? He's gone today. He got released. Yeah, was it today? today? Yeah. Okay, I thought I heard something. Sternberger, Sternberger I like just because of where he is. Yeah, he's a guy. I, I had him. I have him on my roster, but because I'm waiting to see what happens. You hate Packers. I love Packers. Oh, okay, I can't. Okay. I just am always selling them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I always think they're at peak value, and then they score eighty-seven thousand touchdowns in a season as running back. Anybody? I want to see what happens. Yeah, with I'm, I'm going to see what happens with the Packers before I worry yeah. about Jay Sternberger. But I only picked him up because he was because he was a Packer. I think he's a great speculative ad right now. But they like there there's rumors of them looking at guys like Austin Hooper, and I could see that. I'd be great for the Packers and for Austin Hooper would be interesting there, but. Great. Yeah, if they don't add anybody, then Jay Sternberger. He's the man. Shoots up. He is the man. But a lot of people are expecting to add somebody. So if people are willing to, you know, pay a little bit extra for Sternberger, thinking that he's going to be a starter, I'd sell him. Yeah, even the Packers GM Brian Gutenkunst. Did I say that right? <laughs> Perfect. What am, I, what am I, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> he nailed it. He said that tight end Jay Sternberger can be a mismatch for us. Also said that he has some dynamic ability. So it's not like a glowing review, but that's still like, hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's still pretty good. He's okay. Yeah. He's all right. The fact that he's talking about their rookie tight end. I, I liked him as that's a prospect. Good. Too, I liked him so. as a prospect, yeah. But we'll see what they add. I think Austin Hooper might look nice there, though. That could yep. be interesting. Austin Hooper looked great there. Uh, that's something yeah. certainly needed to watch on. Especially with tight ends being the way they are right now. Am I right? Totally. Totes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different topic, right? There, there. I'll tell you that. We'll okay, get that next, right. week. Um, next week. Well, well, I hope you guys um, have enjoyed this week's installment. Uh, I know I have in the presence of such wonderfulness. What, what the fuck guys. is wrong with you? Dave's being so like nice, nice right? Why is he so nice today? I feel like he's doing something. Here. <laughs> last week, last week, see, I read the intro and I'm like, no way. He's going to say something else. No, last no, week it was Spanish. Sometimes he says we're ugly. No, just, Dave's just being nice this week. Just being nice this week. Stay tuned for next week. weird. Did you do something terrible? Are you making amends? <laughs> Maybe on the, I'm on the 12th. Are you on the, the 10th is, is there a body on your balcony slowly <laughs> thawing in the? I funny. I dreamt weather? about that. There's a man I'm trying to. I was trying to dispose of a body in my dream last night. It was fucking weird. That's weird. Dude. It was this gross and weird. So he's feeling guilt about his dream where he killed a man. I know. That's how so, much yeah. I got mom problems. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that guilt. But uh, you guys are amazing. Uh, I'll say it again. Uh, but uh, Ty, do you have any clue on what's on our next episode? What's uh, it going to consist of? Yeah, we're going to be talking about free agency. That makes sense. I can see that. Can you, can you tell me what free agency is? is? Yeah. Can you kind of describe it in one word or two words or less? Signing players. <laughs> Signing players. That's good. Ching, well done. ching, ching. Usually, okay. Well. That's two other words. 
usually bad contracts. Bad contracts. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong. Running back free agents are the real good ones, right? That's what you want? Yes. Well, you only want if he gets the long-term now. deals of very high values. Yes. yes. yes that's yeah. Yeah. Don't pick him up right away. Wait till they're a few years into that contract. Well, guys, well. You remember when we said we wanted to keep it around an hour? What are we at? An hour 23. Okay, well, that's better. No, that's not the worst. Right. Better than a buck 43 from last week. Well, yeah. We're getting so, so basically, we should shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, free agency. And yep. sh- shut yeah. it down. All right. Sounds good, guys. So that's going to be our next episode. That's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good solid hour episode on free agency. Yep. yep. We'll All keep right. it under an hour next time. All right. Love you. No, he won't. Oh. <laughs> Here's hoping. Cucumber sandwich. Tie. Look at this photograph. This is the Dynasty Football Live Podcast.